0: Welcome to the Locked Home Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. It is a pleasure to be with you. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Monday. It's Monday, March 15th. It's another day for Grizzlies basketball, and it's... uh... A fun day, if you want to call it that, but it's not so much fun when you consider yesterday. In today's episode, in the first segment, I'll review yesterday's just inexplicable and, and unfortunate loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. A day in which the Grizzlies could have really established some cushion for themselves In their pursuit of the playoffs, but they absolutely just laid an egg against the Thunder. Just uh, no reason for the Grizzlies to have lost yesterday's game. We'll discuss that in the second segment. I'll talk about why the loss carries a bit more significance when it comes to being against the Thunder and how it carries significance with the Grizzlies remaining schedule for the month of March. And then in the third segment, we'll get to the next game, which is tonight against the suns you can find the show at locked on grids myself at stats sac on twitter you can also find the podcast wherever podcasts are available spotify stitcher apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, the podcast app on your phone apple itunes wherever you choose to listen to podcasts that's where we will be available we ask that you listen subscribe let us know what you think of the show let us know the content you'd like to be discussed dm myself for the show on twitter we always want to make sure we're providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. And speaking of preference, I am happy to report Memphis. I can say Memphis. And I can actually type Memphis into Twitter now. It's amazing. All joking aside, I uh, was not able to enjoy the game yesterday from the normal confines of Twitter, where I love to interact with the, everyone that listens to the show and just Memphis Grizzlies fans in general, because I was one of the ones through my main account at Stats SEC that unfortunately was suspended for a good bit of yesterday for the whole scenario with the fiasco that was Memphis on Twitter. Glad they got that, um, you know, taken care of, but at least we had some. To smile about, and laugh about yesterday, because the only other thing that was unfortunately laughable was the Grizzlies' performance against the Thunder. That's the best way for me to describe it. It was, it was just, it was unfortunate. Uh, the Grizzlies have no excuse for their loss yesterday. Before I continue, do to I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you go to builtbar.com right now, you put in the promo code lot on fifteen. You'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. You can go to Billbar.com and in the promo code locked on 15 for 15% off your next order from Built Bar. If you go into a Grizzlies game and you hear that the end result will be the Grizzlies having 20 points or more in the paint than their opponent. And the Grizzlies also having a net positive of 17. They they for 17 more turnovers. Uh, against the Thunder, then the Grizzlies turned the ball over themselves. That typically is a recipe for success. The Grizzlies are first in the league when it comes to scoring points in the paint. They're first in the league in forcing turnovers. They did both those things to the level that they've done it all year long yesterday, especially to a higher level when it comes to producing turnovers. Yet they still lost. And the reason why it was is because it just seemed like, you know, from the run that they had towards the end of the second quarter and then the run that they had, you know, early, late in the third, early in the fourth, it just seems like this Grizzlies team was expecting for, you know, the Thunder to just kind of stop, for the Thunder to stop shooting the three well. There was not the effort that was needed to prevent this Thunder team from shooting the three as there was in causing them to turn the ball over. And that's what came back to homp the Grizzlies. You know, I mentioned it on the show on Saturday that when it comes to the Thunder, they're going to shoot a lot of threes. They were fifth in the league in terms of shooting three-pointers per game going into Saturday. But they were also fourth in the league in preventing teams from shooting the three. So while they may not be that good at shooting the three themselves, they're not. When they do make their threes, this Thunder team is hard to beat because they're very good defending the three. And that's what came through last night. Now, part of it is just... Folks on the Thunder were having season best games. Um, uh, Poku had twenty three points, ten rebounds, and four assists. You typically don't see him produce such as that. Kendrick Williams he's had Kendrick Williams he's had a very good season. You know for where he came from in terms of his career to now certainly being a solid rotation player for the Thunder. He had a very good game yesterday, and of course Shea Gilgis Alexander, who we didn't know whether or not he would play. You know, coming into the game until Sunday, he had one of his better games of the year. So, yes, you've got to give the Thunder credit. They did well, and several players stepped up when they needed to, especially without how shorthanded that they were. But the Grizzlies just did not defend the three. The energy that was not there, the reasons, despite us being able to produce in the paint and create turnovers... The extra energy that makes us so good on defense that has led to us being one of the best defensive teams in the league since Justice Winslow has returned was not there yesterday. And it cost us. It, costed, it, it cost us a very needed win against a Thunder team who, surprisingly, are one of the two teams that now are only two games behind us for the final play-in spot in the Western Conference playoff race. I'll speak on that a bit more in the second segment. But that's what it comes down to. You know, there's there's no excuse. You know, after having played the Bucks to the last second and the Nuggets to the last second through very good defense and, you know, consistent effort, so on and so forth in two of their last three games, it just wasn't there. This felt like one of those games in which we we you know, we were tired. This reminds me of you know the game against the uh, uh, Pacers, um, the third game back from the hiatus where we said we just didn't have the energy. The Grizzlies really didn't have an excuse not to have the energy in this game. This, in my opinion, was arguably the worst loss of the year for the Grizzlies when you consider the fact that they were fully that they were as fully healthy as they had been in quite a while. They were the more talented team on the court and. The team that they were playing, the less talented team that they were playing, was shorthanded. So just it, it just, it was a bad loss all the way around. Now, there were a few highlights. Um, You know, Kyle Anderson had a needed game back. He had 12 points on 6 of 7. I believe it was 12 points on 6 of 7 shooting in the game. But in general, he did find his stroke back after having struggled for most of March. You know, DeAnthony Melton. He was the highest person when it came to the plus-minus. He had a plus-14 on the night, last night. The three-point shot was not there, but still 6'11 from the field. There is certainly more of a confidence in De'Anthony Melton's game. Desmond Bain struggled a bit. He certainly struggled a bit. Only seven points, three of six shooting, only one three-pointer. And the thing is, is that he had, the biggest, he had the biggest negative as far as the plus-minus goes. I'm not necessarily saying... That the strategy of starting a shooter next to John Morant is something that the Grizzlies should abandon because numbers overall have been quite good. You know when Allen or Bain start next to John, but I do think that games like yesterday, games in which the Grizzlies did struggle, and because it, it was because of their lack of defense overall, their inconsistency on defense. I think one of the big things that stands out is the reason to start, you know, or at least play Anthony Melton more than anybody else at the two-guard position. So, yes, obviously one game does not derail or change or, or should it cause a big impact on the overall progression the Grizzlies have been showing, especially now that they're healthy, but it does show that this team still, you know, every team every year has two or three inexplicable losses that they go through. It happens. But, as we're going to discuss coming up in the second segment, the Grizzlies just simply do not have a lot of room for error to sit here and drop the ball in these type of games, especially games where they're facing opponents that are close to them in the standings. Coming up, I'm going to go into a bit more detail about that. Why we've talked about, obviously, that this game was disappointing to lose, but why it could carry a bit of extra significance going forward due to how the standings are looking right now for the Grizzlies and how the rest of their March March schedule lines up. We'll be right back with you here on the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, be better? Well, there is, and you may not have known about it, but there is. And if you take 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clin- clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can make you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down mes- sessions members remember by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. And the great thing about it is Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to be happier, and Headspace is. meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on MBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on MBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. March Madness is here. Yesterday was the it was the selection show. Hopefully, you had a great time listening to all the analysis on the Locked On NBA or on the Locked On Podcast Network's Selection Sunday show. But the field is set, and of course, we want to remind you that if part of your fun as a fan is wagering, and betting on sports, we've got the one place that has you covered, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to use to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL aren't full swing. BetOnline even has odds for rewards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props almost, almost- on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline today again for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Excited to announce that you will have the opportunity, besides listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, for our great coverage of March Madness, as we do every year, starting with Selection Sunday yesterday, all the fallout from the brackets, and obviously starting with the tournament games later this week, you have the opportunity to join a bracket challenge with the Locked On Podcast Network. You go to ESPN.com and in the Men's Tournament Challenge side, Look up Locked On Podcast. We've got our own group going. You'll have a chance to test your you know, knowledge of the NCAA and test your ability to fill out a bracket against many of the great personalities here at the Locked On Podcast Network for the chance to win prizes. Again, go to ESPN.com and then the Men's Tournament Challenges section. Look up the Locked On Podcast Tournament Challenge. Join, and let's see how much you know when it comes to March Madness. So obviously the Grizzlies' loss yesterday was regrettable. You know, it, it, Obviously every team... Has you know two or three games each year in which they just inexplicably lose. Like even you know when they play to their strengths, they feel it's still find some way to lose. And while that's okay for the Grizzlies to do two or three times, it in all honesty, there's not many other teams it, that it could have happened in. You know, with it being a worse scenario. Coming into yesterday, the Grizzlies had a two and a half game lead in the standings when it came to, or excuse me, a three game lead in the standings when it came to their lead their cushion for that final play-in spot in the West. Right now, the Grizzlies are currently um, a 10th in the West for that final play-in spot. Well, they had a good opportunity yesterday With them playing the Thunder, who are 11th in the West, and the Pelicans, who are 12th in the West, playing the Clippers, they had a good opportunity yesterday to come into today with at least a three-game lead for that playing spot. But because the Thunder beat the Grizzlies and the Pelicans beat the Clippers, both the Pelicans and the Thunder are now within two games of the Grizzlies spot. And why that's significant is because of the fact that the Grizzlies obviously having to play more games in less days, whereas the, the, whereas, you know, the Pelicans and the Thunder basically kind of have a, a, a regular schedule on their end. These games that the Grizzlies lose where they clearly have some of their best chances to win, it just, it hurts, and it, 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 it definitely could continue to carry significance. Let's consider the rest of the month of March for the Grizzlies compared to that of the Thunder and the Pelicans. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. This Thunder team, they want to lose. They organically want to tank. You can see it in the trades that they're making when they charioted Diallo away. You could see with the fact that they've held George um, Hill out, that they're holding Al Horford out, two veterans who could be trade chips for them in a couple of weeks. You could see with the fact that they've held Gilgis Alexander out and they hell held Lou Dort out Lou Dort out yesterday. I'm not saying they're purposely tanking. I am just saying that the Thunder clearly have a focus on the future and are not going to really do anything at all as far as this season goes to try to improve their chances of making the playoffs. Now, if the, if their younger players like Poku and Williams and obviously Gilgis Alexander just start playing quite well and the playoffs just naturally happen, they're not going to get in the way of that either. But I don't necessarily consider the Thunder to be that big of a threat. I think they'll continue to fade back into the standings. But the Pelicans, despite their flaws and despite, you know, you know, all the negatives that are out there about them, I certainly feel that they have the playoffs still in mind. They certainly have the ammunition to go make moves at the deadline to add to their squad if they decided they want to go for the playoffs, or even if they sell they could still legitimately remain in contention for the rest of the season. And the big reason why is just simply because of the fact that they play less games than the Grizzlies. And also, their offense is playing significantly better than the Grizzlies. In the month of February, the New Orleans Pelicans offense was a uh, top five you know, unit in the league. So yes, I think that the Grizzlies, from top to bottom, arguably are a better team than the Pelicans. But right now, the Pelicans are—their they their offensive uh, production— certainly makes them a threat. And if their defense steps up, as it has in games um, uh, against, um, you know, like, for instance, against last night against the Clippers, this Pelicans team certainly could make a run. Now, for the rest of the month of March, the Pelicans only play seven games. The Grizzlies play ten. And the Grizzlies are going to be facing the Suns. They're going to be facing the Heat. They're going to be facing the Celtics. But they're also going to be facing the Warriors twice and the Jazz twice 3 times. That's eight ga- that's 10 games, eight of which are going to be against the West. And the only game that the Grizzlies play against a team that not right now is currently in the playoff hunt is another matchup against the Thunder later this month. So the big reason why a loss like yesterday occurring the way that it did carry significance is because by the end of March, in two weeks, and especially when you consider what may happen at the trade deadline, we're probably going to have a very good idea of where exactly the Grizzlies are going to be. The Pelicans themselves, though they only play seven games, they do have a tough schedule. So I could see the Grizzlies certainly being still you know, in the 10th spot in the, in the West by the end of March. But I do think that there's a good chance that the Grizzlies' playoff positioning can significantly be stronger or significantly be weaker by the time the end of March comes because of the two games that they have directly against the uh, um, um, Warriors, who are who are in that eighth spot right now, um, or excuse me, the ninth spot right now um, in the playoff positioning in the West. And also with the three games against the Jazz, and you know, three out of four games in the month will be against the Jazz. So though, obviously, there will be six weeks remaining once we get to the 1st of April, this is going to be a big two-week stretch for the Grizzlies with eight games against the Western Conference, seven of which are against playoff teams, and that's especially the fact that when the end of March comes, the Grizzlies will then only have played one game less than the Pelicans, so they'll certainly have had those extra results made up. That's why games like yesterday against the Thunder, the Grizzlies just don't have any more room to lose those type of games. They do have games against the Thunder and against the Rockets, but that arguably uh, are the two games, those could arguably be the only two games in which the Grizzlies are favored due to the level of opponents that they're going to be playing over the next two to three weeks. So it's going to be a very, you know, interesting two to three week schedule for the Grizzlies, not just with what could happen at the trade deadline. Again, you know, it, it, um, uh, Sham's article from The Athletic Today, you know, continues to echo others like Kevin Smith, who said it multiple places, and others who have said basically the Grizzlies are looking to see what they can do with Gorgie Dang, and that's about it. But when it comes to the rest of March, and with a team that truly wants to make the playoffs, this stretch of play is going to be critically important to their playoff pursuit. Because of the fact that they're going to be playing more games and because of the fact that you have a Pelicans team that right now, you know, again, they could fall off just like the Grizzlies could or they could succeed just like the Grizzlies could. Who knows? The Grizzlies could go 7-3 and three over the next 10 games. But with the stretch of quality opponents that they're playing, and the fact that they're going to play three more games than the Thunder or the the Pelicans, and at the end of this month they're only going to be have they're only going to have played one less game overall than the Pelicans. Again, I truly feel that we're going to get a very good idea of kind of what the outlook for the Grizzlies will be by the end of this month. We'll get more of a valid idea than many people might think we would with how the schedule plays out. So every opportunity that the Grizzlies have to be able to win games in which they're favored they've got to do it because now having lost the thunder game the grizzlies really need to pull off two upsets to replace yesterday's um you know unexpected loss instead of one to really make up the difference in the standings so that's why it's going to be really important and really critical for the grizzlies to find success but of course the ability to forget about yesterday's loss move on no no, no harm no foul would be to win tonight's game in which the Grizzlies would need an upset to do it. But they can do it because they've done it before on Martin Luther King Day. Coming up, I'll discuss the matchup tonight with the Suns and how the Grizzlies could find success even if right now they are significant underdogs in the lines. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the, protein bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup in the latest bracket results when it comes to Built Bar, with cookies and cream already being the first entry into the Enticing Eight when it comes to the Built Bar flavors. Today's matchup for the second birth into the Enticing Eight is Toffee Almond and Mint Brownie. Again, that's Toffee Almond versus. Mint Brownie, you can head over to um, BillBar.com or Bill underscore Bar on Twitter and place your vote in the matchup. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 50%, 15% off your next order. Again, that is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BillBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in Bill Bar March Madness. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On Podcast, NBA, to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast, prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from Credential Draft experts. Sa- subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. So tonight versus the Phoenix Suns, the big thing for the Grizzlies is, is that they're going to have to get back to the type of defense that they have been playing before yesterday's game, you know, with just since West Justice Winslow had been back in the lineup. Now, the Grizzlies have played the Suns twice this year. They played them back on Martin Luther King Day before the season was interrupted for the Grizzlies. And they also played them back, I believe, a little over three weeks ago in which Justice Winslow, it was actually just as Winslow's first game back, but many Grizzlies were sitting out because the Grizzlies just, they had to get their players some type of rest. So in general, it's the Grizzlies had success in that Martin Luther King Jr. Day game, and I really wouldn't put much emphasis on that game where many of our better players sat out. But the thing is, is that the one thing that has changed from now, since then, is that since the month of February began, I don't know if there's been a hotter team than the Phoenix Suns. They are playing like, they arguably are playing like the best team in the NBA. Number one in offensive rating, I believe, since since the start of February over the past few weeks, and top five in defensive rating, they just are playing... Excellent, excellent basketball. They're healthy. Only Cam Johnson at this point in time may be out of today's game. But the big thing for the Grizzlies is is that they're going to have to play to their strengths in order to be able to find matchups to make sense. They can find a bit of success in the paint, but the thing is it's going to start with the defense. Um, as I had mentioned on Twitter earlier today, the Grizzlies, since Taylor Jenkins took over the team, The Grizzlies have now had 12 games in which they created 20 or more turnovers in a game. And they're doing it consistently because they lead the league in turnovers forced per game. But if you take out that game against the Rockets where the Grizzlies won by 49 a few weeks ago, and the other 11 games where the Grizzlies have created 20 or more turnovers under Taylor Jenkins, they're only 5 and 6. You typically should not be under 500 in games where you're forcing your opponent to turn the ball over more than 20 times. But a big reason why that is is because the Grizzlies in those 11 games where they created 20 or more turnovers, in those 11 games the Grizzlies opponent shot 42.5% from 3. So that, while I'm not saying the Grizzlies should tone down their aggressiveness, it does seem like at times that when they do really get going with the aggressiveness, they could potentially be a bit over-aggressive trying to get the turnovers and that could lead that could take away from their ability to contest shots and defend the 3. This Suns team, they may not turn the ball over that much, but it's because they don't turn the ball over themselves. This is a very disciplined, very methodic team that does very well in the half court, obviously because of Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, um, um, Devin Booker, and others. But if the Grizzlies are going to win this game, yes, creating turnovers, getting on the fast break certainly would be great. That's what helped them out in that Martin Luther King Day game. The Grizzlies had glue stuck to their hands. They were disrupting passes all over the place in the lane against the Suns. But the big thing for this Grizzlies team is that they're going to have to stay disciplined and fe- play effective one-on-one defense to have a chance in this game. Because the other the key about it is is that a big reason why they were successful against Devin or, or, or on that Martin Luther King Jr. day was because they held Devin Booker very much in check when it came to his shooting. They're going to need to do that again tonight. Yesterday against Shea gilgis Alexander was one of the rare occurrences where the teams where the Grizzlies opponent's best perimeter score had a very good game. The Grizzlies are not going to be able to are, are not going to be able to afford letting that happen tonight with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and others. They're going to have to find success in one-on-one defense and make somebody else beat them besides Booker. That's what they made happen in that MLK Day game. And the Suns could not get the consistency that they needed from Paul Ayton or someone else to be able to make it happen. On offense, though, the Grizzlies are going to have to get back to being effective at finding success when it comes to. They're going to have to play basically like they did against the Nuggets, but probably you're going to need, you know, at least five to ten extra possessions to be able to win. Against the Nuggets, we shot 46% from the field on 87 field goal attempts, and we also shot 50% from three. I'm not necessarily saying we need to shoot 50% from three, but the Grizzlies need to hopefully make 12, 13, 14 or more threes, plus get maybe 50 to 60 points in the paint. I really think that this is going to be a matchup where the first team to 115 is who's going to win. So that's the big thing for the Grizzlies tonight is that they're playing a very disciplined, very effective team to the level of a Denver, to the level of a Bucks team. And the Grizzlies have shown over their past two games playing those type of teams with that talent level, they can play good defense. They can play defense to stay in the game. It's just this time around they're not going to be they're going to have to limit their turnovers. The Grizzlies basically need to play with the efficiency that they played against the Thunder with the discipline that they on defense that they played against the Bucks and the Nuggets. If the Grizzlies Grizzlies can play the disciplined defense that they played against the Bucks and the Nuggets along with the efficiency that they showed on offense against the Thunder, that's what's going to allow for them to win this game. That means the Grizzlies are going to have to play at their best. But you have to do that against a team like the Suns, who were truly emerging as a clear top 10 team in the NBA. It's going to be a tough task tonight, but we've seen the Grizzlies be able to play up to that task against these better teams in recent weeks. If they can simply match their efficiency from last night with their energy and defense against the Bucks and the Nuggets, I think the Grizzlies should certainly have have a chance to win they do need the win going forward because with the heat coming up on Wednesday and then back-to-back games against the Warriors on Friday and Saturday night this week any if the Grizzlies can pull off a victory tonight that certainly would be a big boost as they head into a very tough remaining March schedule we'll be back with you tomorrow recapping the game against the suns looking at a few other things that are starting to emerge you know from the second half and from the month of March that the that are both good and bad for the Grizzlies and we'll talk about a few other things as well that the Grizzlies really need to look for as far as their p- opponents coming up. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can find the show at Locked on Grizzlies, myself at Stats, SAC, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we will be and we ask that you listen and enjoy. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope you have a great Monday and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.